Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash Entitled Parents video. Today we've got a great story about a motorcycle demonizing parent, but first a story from MJ's More 33 entitled mom lied to try to get me fired. I'm a preschool teacher. Last year, a mom got her child into my program against our wishes. It had nothing to do with the child. It's 100% the mom. Stress downright toxic. She comes onto campus without checking in, walks in announced, complains about everything and everyone, uses the fact that her child has autism to try to get her way, told parents my program is a bad program after three days, except though she kept her child in and at that point didn't volunteer. She tries to change my lesson plans, discipline other children, take them into the classroom or out of it without telling me, and much more. The other day, she told me that her son is non-verbal and told her that I'm mean, he hates me, and I yelled at him. What had happened was he hit three children. So I told him that I didn't like that he was hitting people, and that if they do something he doesn't like, come and get me. No stern tone or raised voice. She told me her husband was going to come yell at me, so I let her know that wouldn't be wise of him, seeing as he's not allowed to be on campus. Registered. Since then, she's told three other staff members that I yell at the kids and cuss at them. They all told her that's a lie, and she had no idea what she's talking about. She flipped out, at one point started cussing in front of a bunch of students, saying that I'm the one swearing. She then admitted that she thinks I need to treat her child different because of his autism. That I can never discipline him because if I'm stern he thinks I'm yelling. So I need to sweet talk him at all times. It was pointed out that if I were to treat her child any differently than I treat the other children, I could get in trouble by the state during my monitoring for showing favoritism or even discrimination. This mom lied and said I'm yelling and cussing at the kids because she wants me to treat her child like a little prince instead of like an equal. I definitely don't think this is a behavior that is exclusive to any kid with even disabilities. Or even in a preschool situation, I'm pretty sure you could probably find parents in just about every age group that acts like their kid needs to be given the world and treated like royalty and anything less, even just being treated equally as a peer or as a student is just simply unacceptable. Would it be inappropriate of OP to be lobbying around to the administration of the school to try to get this parent and their kid banned from their class or maybe even the school as a whole? Should OP be pushing for some kind of greater insight by some level of higher management? I'd like to know what you guys think in the comments down below. My mom doesn't want me checked for dyslexia because she thinks it's a therapy session. I never really knew a lot about dyslexia. I was just told that you read differently. Until I realized a year or two ago, I realized I probably have it. I never really talked about getting checked until the other day. I went to go talk to my sister and talk to her about it. Later decided I would ask my mom to get me checked for it. So like the next day, I tried to talk to my mom about it and this is how it went. I also have ADHD, but I never officially got checked. I said, Mom, can you take me to get checked for ADHD and dyslexia? She says, what? Why? What? Do you want to be on ADHD medicine? I say, I just want to see if I have it. She says, well, we already know you have it. I say, I just want to get officially diagnosed. She says, you don't want to take ADHD medicine. It messes with your head. She says, look at what it did to your brother. By the way, it did nothing to my brother. 
Also, you can focus good enough. Let's just skip some of this. I say, I mostly want to get checked for dyslexia, not ADHD as much. She says, where you read backwards? I say, you don't just read backwards. And I explain dyslexia. She says, I don't want you talking bad about me. I'm like, what? She says, people like that try to take your kids away. I say, that's not... She says, you think I don't know I took your brother to there before? They'll get you to say bad things about me. I say, mom, it's not a therapy session. She says, yes, it is. I say, okay. I ended up leaving the room. Yeah, so I'm probably going to have to wait till I'm an adult to see if I actually have dyslexia. Also, pretty sure my mom thinks she's a bad enough mom that if I just talk about her, CPS will get us taken away. I wonder if that's a weird red flag for OP, even though OP's like not complaining about how they're being treated or their childhood or anything. Like the fact that the parents like, oh, they're going to say something and CPS is going to take you away. Is that the parent just like freaking out super hard or does that suggest that there's some skeletons in the closet that even OP might not know about? Either way, one of the worst things is not knowing about something, not being able to have closure and resolution on things, and they just want to know if they do or don't have these disabilities. It sucks that the mom's panicking too much to even consider it. Our next story is from Crazy Life 90s. No mom, I don't have to elope just because you guys can't act like an adult. I'm a 27 year old female about to finish grad school. I live in the Midwest in the same area I've always lived, but I'm determined to move somewhere mountainous to begin my new career. I've been on dating apps just to keep my dating skills up to par, conversational and communication skills, etc., but am upfront with my intentions to move within the next four months or so, and am thus not currently dating with the mindset to find a husband. Now that school's starting to wind down, my mind has some free space and energy to think more about my future. I feel ready to date with the intention to find someone I want a serious relationship with and ultimately marry. I want a husband, kids, all the sappy stuff. It's only been within the last year or so, I've really been desiring this since I'm finally about to have some free time and move somewhere I hope to meet someone. There's a little voice in the back of my head going, you're already 27 times a ticking. That I know is just my self-doubt, but it feels so convincing at times. I know 27 is still relatively young. In my OB rotation, most of the first or second time moms were in their early to mid 30s. I know that for me, waiting to settle down until after I complete my degree and find a good job is the right way for me to have the future I want for myself and my future family. Then why was I screaming internally last night when my recently engaged friend was over looking at wedding stuff online with me? I felt something that was like jealousy times a thousand, perhaps augmented by grief knowing my family members hate each other and don't get along, where hers and other engaged or recently married friends' immediate family members are close and love each other, at least get along and could be trusted to not put on a significant damper on the wedding planning and the day itself. It hit me that, oh my god, I want this so bad. I've suppressed it, but how sad it is that I have. This may be the crap I want when I get engaged. Looking at ideas for engagement photos, choosing my color scheme, decorations, flowers, venues, creating a registry, wearing the fancy white gown. I may have come to the realization that this is what I want. Now that I'm more in the mindset of wanting to settle down, I was looking through photos online and talking ideas and plans my friend has for her wedding and felt like my stomach and heart were being squeezed. That feeling hasn't left, so here I am. 
Typing out my thoughts here has already helped me get my thoughts in order to recognize and address these feelings. I've had in my head since high school to not have a wedding, but elope. My mother said this is the best idea so we don't have to deal with family. However, she's part of the ridiculous family she's referring to. She's kind of terrible. Easy for her to suggest since her wedding was one of the biggest social events in our area that her rich mother paid for. I always thought I would elope because of my family not getting along with each other. You know what? I've been or tried being the peacekeeper, which as I'm sure many of you know, is exhausting if nobody else chooses peace. I get along with each of them because I set my differences aside and can act like an adult or suppress my emotions out of wanting nothing more than to avoid more chaos and conflict, whichever way you want to think of it, I can't say the same about them. So why should I take what my crazy mother said to heart and elope just because of my family? If I want a wedding, I'll have one. Maybe I can be an example to my younger sisters on how to do what you want even if it feels risky despite the fear of others ruining it. My mom has no money, and I know I won't get help from her, other than her demanding to rub anointing oil on the chairs to keep demons away from the ceremony. Only half kidding. My dad's always favored me, and if I receive any financial help with this wedding, my sisters and mom, who's divorced from him, will make the snarky remarks that it must be nice to be me. This dynamic is a whole other rant. My two younger sisters always asked my parents for money and are pretty entitled and didn't care much about school or money management. I worked since I was 12, never asked for money growing up, and have worked towards college since I knew what college was. My dad favorites not only me, but my cousins and other relatives who are more independent and work hard and don't squander their savings on clothes, makeup, cars, etc. I don't agree with this merit-based favoritism, but I admit it is nice that someone recognizes my achievements and work ethic. I'll be making well over six figures and have attainable goals to make seven within the next eight years. My husband will have a job too. This is my dream, not theirs, and if they give me a hard time, it'll be high time I tell them to knock it off or they're not coming. They won't like it, especially coming from the one who had prioritized peace over her own feelings, and because of this, their reaction may be more extreme than if someone else said it. If I want the gorgeous photos, stunning dress, amazing venue, flowers, reception, whatever, I deserve all of it. And it'll be beautiful. I'm 27. I'm not behind. I need to calm down, remind myself that I've successfully made it further than I could have imagined even five years ago, have created a good situation for myself, and should trust myself and the universe since the two of us haven't screwed up too bad yet. I definitely think that sometimes you can have a little bit of therapy through writing and what OP shared here I think is just kind of an example of that where writing things out, I don't know whether the sharing it with a bunch of random strangers on the internet helps or not, but writing things out can allow you to just kind of think through things in a way that you just, I don't know, when you keep it in your head it seems like you just kind of loop over the bad parts without like really extending all the branches out and seeing everything for what it is. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from The Haunted Sis, How Dare You Not Sleep Outside. So this had happened during the night around last October. I was told by my grandparents the night before that I could spend a night on call with my partner as me and them are long distance. For context, my grandparents on my mom's side of my family had raised me since I was born due to complications with how old my mom was when she conceived me. Me and my grandmother never really gotten along much. 
and honestly she's been really heavily abusive emotionally and every so often would get physical. It was about 11pm at night when my grandmother had told me to quiet down. When I whisper I'm pretty quiet and unable to be heard mostly, my grandmother comes barging into my room whisper yelling at me saying how I was yelling when I wasn't and told me to go outside if I was going to be on the call. I listened to her and went downstairs to the living room as my phone needed a place to charge and because it was cold outside and there were quite a bit of mosquitoes outside. To be respectful to my grandmother's wishes, I had quietly said goodnight to my partner before I'd started falling asleep. Not even a minute later, my grandmother comes stomping down the stairs, furious claiming I was still being too loud and that I didn't do what she asked. I explained to her why I didn't go outside and told her that I wasn't making noise and that I was falling asleep before she came down. She started yelling at me about how I'm never respectful to her and that I never do anything for her either before she saw that her voice could be heard by my partner on the call. She then proceeded to try and drag them in playing a victim card trying to make me seem like the monster. When I told her not to drag my partner into this, she got mad, tried to rip my phone away from me, and when she noticed I wasn't going to let her take it, she ran into the kitchen before coming back charging at me, before grabbing the back of my neck with one hand and covering my mouth with the other so people didn't hear me scream. She started slamming my head in the corner of the couch before she let go. I ran upstairs and locked myself into the bathroom crying and shaking from what happened. My partner tried to call me and contacted a friend of mine I know in person that they know so they could contact the cops. When the cops came, she tried to intervene. The cops broke it up and the one had me stay at the front hallway to talk to them while the other would talk with my grandmother. I answered all that was asked by the officer while I could hear my grandmother using my disorders and the fact that I was a teen and that I was a trans male person against me while crying to get away from any charges. In the end, the cops had said to my face that because my grandmother had admitted that she grabbed me by the neck, and because it seems like she's a good person, they wouldn't do anything about what happened, and that I was overreacting, which, after they left, she continues to refuse to say she manhandled me. After that, they left, and I ended up seeping in the washroom, terrified to leave it for the night, and most of the next day. I've definitely heard a lot of stories of the police not believing a man in a domestic situation, but there's really not much more discouraging things to hear about the police than them not believing or listening to a kid. I feel like most times if a kid is the one calling the police and informing them, they probably have a legitimately good reason. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like most kids wouldn't like go about lying to the cops hard enough to get them to come out. I just feel like short of like a 911 prank call, most kids that call and report something probably are doing so for a pretty darn good reason. This next story is from Just Call Me Phil 35, Hog Hating Mama. So I have an aunt we'll call Lois, age 45. The woman hates motorcycles. And I mean hate. She hates them so much that she actually tried to get people to sign a petition to ban motorcycles during bike week every year for 20 years. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. She's even trying to get this popular bike shop closed. Joke's on her, they added a diner, and business is doing well. So imagine her utter rage when her daughter, at the age of 19, 23 now, bought a motorcycle to get around campus easier. Jamie needed the vehicle to get around her college town for school and work, and that bike was the only thing available. The second Lois found out, she threatened to cut her off if she didn't get rid of it. Jamie flat out told her that she needed a ride, and unless her parents were willing to front the money for a dependable car, the bike stays. Hal, 41, sided with Jamie on this. They didn't have the money to help her with a car. Plus, the town wasn't that big. As long as she didn't go on highways with it or drive irresponsibly, she could. Lois screamed her rage at everyone she could. She finds that only trashy people drive motorcycles. Only promiscuous women would enjoy being on them. That she's going to get herself drugged up and kicked out because that's what happens to bikers. Jamie hasn't even gotten a ticket since she's gotten it. Lois warned her that if she ever saw that bike in her driveway, then she would have it towed. So Jamie would stash the bike at a friend's house when she was home. Well, bike week came and went, and Jamie stopped by her folks home to see them. Jamie had apparently forgotten the threat her mom made. Lois left the room and called a tow truck without Jamie knowing. She tried to distract Jamie long enough for the tow truck to get there so it could be taken away before her daughter realized what was happening. Thankfully, her dad was just taking out the garbage and spotted the truck and saw it backing in to get the bike. 
Hal yelled for Jamie to get out there and stop the tow truck guys from getting to the bike. Jamie came racing out and got onto her bike and presented ownership papers. Thankfully, these were the good towing company in town, so they backed off. Lois was pissed and demanded they take the bike anyways. They didn't and left. Jamie told me that she didn't even yell or argue with her mom about it. She should have remembered the threat, but didn't. Plus, Lois would probably just argue in circles and Jamie didn't want that. Instead, she decided to just leave, saying goodbye to her dad and a nice try to her mom and left. Hal and Lois did argue about it. Jamie said that dad kicked her out of the house for a week and she stayed with her parents. I told Jamie that if it had been me, I would have driven by their house every time I came into town. Good thing I'm not a petty witch then, was her reply. You can't help but love Jamie here. They're just a straight shooter. They understand that, although it's a ridiculous opinion to have, that Lois totally opposes that bike, and they're not trying to convince them otherwise. They're not arguing about it. You know what? You almost got me. Nice try. And they're not even going to try to get any kind of petty revenge or anything back. Just literally right off into the sunset. Our next story is from Anna Start Girl. My dad reading magazines. I'm staying with my parents for about a month before I move into my school dorms, and my dad makes plenty of unsolicited comments about women's appearances. I have a copy of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue that came out earlier this year. I suffered from anorexia for six years, and reading through it was my first time reading a magazine and feeling like nothing was inherently wrong with my body. My dad found it and started paging through it and made dozens of unprompted comments. He pointed to Ciara on the cover and said he thought her butt was gross. He said another normal-sized model needs to avoid all food and food-related products. He also said another size 6 model needs to go on a diet. I said, did you know 80% of women are unhappy with their bodies? And he was like, I see why if these are the best we have. My mom has suffered with body image issues her whole life and asked him, Do you ever think that could come across as hurtful? He said no. He doesn't personally consider his words hurtful. The next morning, he was paging through a magazine and pointed to a model in a fashion ad. He called her weird and abnormal because of her pixie cut. He then proceeded to point to different models, saying that he wouldn't marry any of them because they were ugly and that companies only hired masculine women to congratulate themselves on being open-minded. Also, he keeps using the R word. I'm autistic and I've told him to stop for years, but he won't even try, because using ableist slurs is his God-given right. He also called me an S word as a kid. So personally, I think the solution here is OP needs to get with their mom and make a pact that they're not going to tolerate this kind of behavior from the dad in any way. Whether that just means calling them out on it, being a little upset and saying that's not true, that's not right, calling him a jerk for that, calling him insensitive, that he doesn't have the cognitive ability to process other people's emotions. You know, hopefully something that really lands with them. The only problem is somebody like this who's gonna go at bat and say, oh, I need to say the R word, it's my God-given right, they're probably the type of person to have a fiery argument to the death. So you're probably conditioned to not want to rock that boat anyways. And our final story of the day is from Cheez-It Bit Boy. Update to my parents getting my brother a car on his 18th birthday and not mine. I literally needed a car because there was no way for me to get to a job without one. I had no personal transportation and live over 10 miles from the nearest bus stop. 
So for those who kept telling me to give the car back because they think I was either too spoiled and to accept life is unfair, or that I shouldn't take handouts or I shouldn't accept gifts from crappy parents etc, please just stop. My inbox was so crammed full when I logged back on that it took some time to go through it all. It doesn't really matter anyway though, I did get a part time job that later went full time for the summer after I graduated. But three weeks into working part-time, the 98 Subaru they did end up gifting me blew the gasket while on the highway at like 45 miles an hour. The temp gauge redlined and I had to pull over and call for help. My grandparents took a look at the car and found that someone had ran a lot of gasket sealer in it and it was still in the coolant. The car was basically band-aided back together before my parents bought it and then was barely hanging on by a thread. It drove great and I was never pushing the car hard as I'm kind of a slow driver. My parents claimed no prior knowledge of the problem, but their only real reaction was to shrug and say it was karma for making them get me the car in the first place. Well, that was a mistake because my grandparents were right there to witness that and they tore into my parents like none other. My grandma told me to go wait in my room and let them sort this out. It was two hours before I was called back into the living room. My parents were on the couch, and both looked like they'd been metaphorically hit by a truck. My uncle and two other relatives were there now too. My grandparents had gotten it out of them that when they bought the car, they just looked for the cheapest thing they could find close in the area that still ran, and bought it no questions asked. They didn't even bother to inspect the car, let alone to properly read the ad for it. My uncle, who knows a thing or two about cars, told me that the engine would basically need to be rebuilt because the head gasket warped the block and it would cost more than the car's worth to fix it. I had to call into work and tell them I was unable to make it in because my car was dead. They understood and basically put me on a sort of unpaid leave for the moment. Now, I want to point out what happens next I had no involvement with. My grandparents just told me to chill for a while and let them and my parents take care of this, and they did. A few days later, they came back with a 1999 Honda Civic hatchback with 180,000 miles on it. It was like my white Subaru was and drives great. It's not all-wheel drive like the Subaru was, but it's great on the road and gets better gas mileage. There was also a list of all the recent repairs done to the car. Things like a new radiator and stuff. My uncle also went over the car before giving it the okay. I thanked everyone profusely. My parents, though, had all the elation of Ben Stein on Valium. They said very little and just walked away. There wasn't even that vibe they had last time of acting like they were giving a new toy to a brat. If I could put it to words, the way they acted was just pure defeat. The Subaru got resold later for $400, since that's the best we could get for it with the blown head gasket. And that money was put into my savings. That's only one half of what happened, though. You see, when I said I did better in school than my brother, I wasn't kidding. My brother got a 30% scholarship after he finished high school. Well, I got a 50% one, not at the same college of course, but at one comparably good that was also closer. To say my parents were shocked is an understatement. Of course, they just both looked unhappy as soon as the shock wore off. I decided it wouldn't really be a good idea to poke the bear by asking them about it, but my grandma thought otherwise and poked that bear. And I mean really poked it. First she asked if my parents were happy for me, and they claimed they were but really didn't show in their attitudes. So my grandparents finally asked what their problem was. Why do they dislike me? 
Their second son was doing great and even went above expectations, and they can't be happy about it? Did they want me to fail? Were they hoping I would fail? What's the deal? My mother looked really upset, and my father couldn't look me in the eyes. They both meekly said they were happy for me and managed to say they want me to take the world by storm when I go to college and even said they'll help pay some of my tuition as well, just like they are for my brother. My grandparents both sharply said that they better keep their word because there should never have been any favoritism, period. I thank my parents for their help, got a light if not limp handshake from my father and a very stiff hug from my mother. It all felt so forced. I was and still am extremely thankful for the car and the tuition, but my parents just drained the room of all emotion. I ended up asking if my grandparents knew what it was that made my parents act this way. I asked if I was an accidental pregnancy or something, and they gave me the, it's time we told you look. Well, I'm not adopted like so many asked, but I was unplanned. Sort of. You see, my parents wanted both a girl and a boy but got two boys instead. My brother came out as a boy, so my parents were really hoping to get a girl on the next go, and they had a prior agreement to stop after two kids. They never got a girl. My grandma told me they refused to find out my gender till after I was born. They were convinced I'd be born female, and they'd bought a lot of baby stuff for a girl, and they didn't get a girl. My grandma said I ended up using all of my brother's hand-me-downs till I was three years old because my parents had bought so much girl stuff in advance that they couldn't use. So I was just a disappointment to them from the time I was born. My grandparents said that they know my parents are screwed up, but they've been the way they are for so long now that there's no point in expecting them to change. Since then, my parents hadn't spoken to me much about college. In fact, they ignore the subject as much as they can. And thanks to some of the warnings I got from people who messaged me, making me paranoid, I called the college I've been accepted to and made sure to tell them that if anyone calls or emails pretending to be me, or my parents call to say I'm not coming, then to call me for a double or even triple check if anything like that happens. I mean, I kind of doubt my parents would do that sort of thing, especially after everything that's happened, but I felt like playing it safe was the better option. Though there was something that I really didn't expect to happen, and that was my brother calling me. He called me out of the blue to talk. He said our grandparents called and told him everything. He told me he was sorry for what happened in his own way, and he hopes that once I'm on my own, I won't need to ever come back. He actually admitted to me that when he finishes college, he's going to stay in the state he's in because he likes it there. Our parents I do know actually really want him to come back when he gets his degree, but it looks like that's not happening. I said I don't blame him, and I may do the same. The rest of the conversation was a bit awkward because we aren't really used to speaking to each other much anymore. My grandparents and the rest of the family held a surprise party for me over the weekend, and they made it almost like a repeat of my brother's 18th birthday. There was a DJ and a big chocolate cake my grandma made. I couldn't thank them all enough. My parents attended the party, but they were like wallflowers the entire time. They didn't say or do much, just stayed sitting at a far table in the corner and drank beer quietly. The look of defeat they had was even greater now. I think the party wasn't just to congratulate me, but to also rub it in my parents' faces that they should have done better. Because the rest of the family have made their disappointment in them clear. They seemed like they wanted to leave the party for a while. Can't say I blame them. 
They were being humiliated into staying where they were. My grandma said you're never too old to be taught a lesson in humility. As for my personal life, my part-time job went to full-time after high school, and I've been working hard to build my savings before I leave for college. I made minimum wage, but a job is a job, and I want to leave it with my best effort put in before my two weeks notice are up. I doubt I'm going to be coming back here to make another update, and after my first post, I'm just so tired of all the negative comments. About 95% of the comments on my original post were positive, and I want to thank all of those who had nice things to say. You people rock, but the negative comments were so bad that I found it to be mentally draining. Some of the people who commented such negativity honestly feel like they've got worse issues than me. Lots of projecting, maybe. If anyone had something harsh but constructive to say, that was fine, but some people just raged at me like they were foaming at the mouth. I really don't want more of that. I feel bad for OP because it's one thing to be treated like the second-rate kid just because, I don't know, they favor the older child, but to find out that they weren't happy with you from the second you were born? That you were always going to be less to them because you just weren't what they wanted to begin with? I think in all things considered, OP handled that really well. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another Entitled Parent story that was absolutely crazy, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.